Welcome to another episode of How to Run Profitable Retreats podcast. I am your host, Lainey Cavazos, and I am so excited to have you here. Let's just jump in into this beautiful and juicy information that we are sharing today. All right, so welcome to this episode on astrocartography. I am so glad to have Crystal Thompson here and like this woman needs like basically no introduction because she's so amazing like really what she does is so so beautiful and I can tell you by experience because she actually did my astrocartography for retreats so she's very specific right it's not just like regular astrocartography like she really goes deep into this space of like figuring out your retreat concept and then checking all your lines like where are your lines aligned with your planets and then creating this beautiful audio that takes you through the experience. I absolutely love mine. I have to say that, you know, like my next retreat is definitely happening in Dominican Republic. Yes. I have another one in Kyoto, uh, like on, my, on the list of like places to be in. Uh, that feels a little bit far for me right now. So probably that's not going to happen uh, in 2024. But the Dominican Republic sounds like fun. And actually, after we started having this conversation, a bunch of people started like sending me messages like, oh, hi, you know, and then I always chat with a bunch of people. And they're like, yes, I plan retreats in the Dominican Republic. Oh, my gosh, I have like the best location. Like there is this, there is that. So, you know, things start happening and moving in this uh, beautiful realm of magic. So I am so excited to have you here today for this episode and it's so amazing because I get to ask you some questions about it so people get to understand what you do and how it can benefit their retreats, right? Because this is so, so powerful, right? And then from there, we can have this beautiful space for us to really connect and see what it is. And then at the end, also people will know how they can find you, right? Because this is, and we also have a surprise, by the way. Okay, anyway, I'm going to stop talking about all this because, you know, I could spend hours talking about this. Uh, but first, I would love to first thank you for being here, for your energy and everything that you bring into this world, right? Um, Crystal and I have spent many hours talking and just getting to know each other. So that's amazing. Um, yes. Like, I don't know if you want to tell us a little bit about you or you want to go straight into the point of like, why astrocartography to choose your retreats? Like, what is that? What, like, mm. what, what is astrocartography? I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't even know what that is. Yeah. First, I have to say, I didn't know that you had chosen a loca location after we did our journey together. So that's very exciting. Everyone right. who's on the call and hearing this episode elsewhere gets the kind of first sneak peek. That's really exciting. Um. Yeah. Why astrocartography for retreats? I love this question. So I think you really touched on what my intention is with doing this. This is a real co-creation, like bringing astrocartography into a retreat is really bringing your space, your body, your energy into this other kind of latent energy that's there to co-create with you. So when I'm doing a reading, what I'm looking at is what do you have in you that wants to come forward through the vessel of retreats? We all have energy, gifts, 
things to offer and those move out of us in lots of different portals, businesses, relationships, conversations, et cetera. And retreats is one of those. So if you're creating a retreat, you've got energy that's wanting to move through you and there's matching energetic points across the planet. So a retreat is the perfect place to really bring this energy forward because it's so location-based. You're obviously going to a specific place bringing your physical body there and bringing other people there with you to kind of have this shared experience. So using your chart is a way to really bring forward these deeper elements about what alchemical creation you're making with a retreat and with everyone that's coming. Mm, This is so, so amazing, right? And can you just tell us a little bit about astrocartography and what it is? Just for, you know, in like very simple words for people who have never heard of this concept, So they understand like, like, okay, yes, it sounds amazing, but what is it? Yes, of course. So in the simplest terms, it's your birth chart expressed across the map of the planet. So astro, astrology, birth chart, cartography being map making. So when you look at your chart, what you're literally seeing is the movement of the planets in kind of longitudinal um, shapes, like just the same sort of lines that we're familiar with seeing on the regular map, but it's specific to your birth chart. So it's these kind of highways of energy that each planet makes in different places. Mm, Okay. And when you're creating this amazing, like, uh, plans for retreats like you choose the planets based also on the purpose of the retreat right like does it work something like that yeah so you can kind of go into it from two different ways either like what you and I did is you already had these kinds of seeds of ideas you had a rough idea of what transformation you wanted to walk people through you had a rough idea of the energetics you had a rough idea of who it's for And so we matched that with different places on the planet where specific lines that really support that energy show up. But you can also do it the opposite way. If you feel really called to a specific place, like if you come to me and you say, Crystal, I don't know why, but it's Bali. I don't know why, but my whole body is telling me it's Bali. If you have that kind of relationship with your intuition, with your body, where you're like, I just know this is it, then it's my job to help you uncover why. What are the lines that are there and what might be new energy that's wanting to come forward and move through you in that particular location? So you can go into it kind of either way. Okay. So just like for me to like make it like super, uh, like even for me to digest it. So you can have the one side where you're like, okay, I have this retreat concept, right? I know this is like, it's going to be like this. Where is the best place to host it? And then the other option is, I know this is the location. Like this is a place where I really want to do it. Then I can find out what are the energies around this area. So I can define my retreat concept based on the location. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, well, this is like very helpful, right? Just for all of you, like all of the audience that is listening in about like how does astrocartography, like your natal chart can actually be utilized for like your business, right? Like in this space, we're often definitely talking about retreats, but really for your business. And I don't know about anyone who's listening in, if you have like checked your astrocartography map, I have checked mine. It's a little bit complex to understand, honestly, like it's not an easy thing to do. But if I like 
I know that, you know, there are certain lines that are better for business. So if I wanted to go, you know, somewhere to grow my business, these are the main, like the hot spots in the world for me to go. And then if I want to have a relationship or a family, there's certain places. And then there's some places that like a bunch of lines intertwine. And then that's like where you can do like a, a bunch of different things, right? So it's very, very like it's nice but it's quite complex so that's why I was like okay when Crystal came and we met and she was like I do this and I'm like I want mine I was like <laughs> I cannot go through the like ordeal of actually figuring out astrocartography by myself you know like like we can learn so many things but I always ask myself like is this really worth my time or should I just get someone who's an expert on it right like because so many and that's why like a lot of people come and work with me right because they're like I'm gonna work with an expert so I do the same right like I'm also in that space like it's it's an energy that has to like be moving around right so someone comes to your retreats is the same thing you want them to come to your retreats but you want them to like also like you are teaching them something, right? They're choosing you because you are somewhere beyond where they are and they want to come and spend time with you, right? So it's all this like moving energy. And I think this is absolutely amazing. Okay, I have another question. And you know, like it's, um, it might be a little bit like, yeah, I don't know, let's see. Uh, I'm thinking like, okay, so if you were to choose like your like main planets, like and like a key message that each planet has, so people can get a little bit more of an idea of like, what the planets are and what they represent. What would it be? The the real reason of why I'm asking is because I've always thought that Pluto line is kind of like, very, it's an evil line, and you don't want to be there. And I think I'm like, I have a misconception of it. So I would love for you to like set me straight. You're touching on something so important. And it's funny that you mentioned Pluto because I learned about astrocartography after living on my Pluto line for seven years. And I remember the person that I learned the system from being like, so just so you know, most people don't really hang out on that line for more than like a couple months. So this is such a beautiful thing to touch on because each planet, what it's really offering, you can think about it kind of like an electromagnetic current or just a current, like a flow of a river, if that's an easier visual. The river's always there, right? We don't have to do anything to make the closest river to you can con continue to flow. It's doing it on its own. But if you want to get in the river, you can get yourself into that current and you can have an experience floating down the river or rafting down the river or swimming down the river, depending on the strength of the movement. This is the same. Your astrocartography lines are there. They're currents that you can tap into and ride the wave of if you so desire. And each one has a really unique flavor pace and purpose. So I fully believe that every single planet has a purpose in our path and there is a good time to tap into each one. But knowing the flavors and knowing what each one does is key when we're talking about retreats because Pluto is such a good example. If you are hosting, and I will answer your question, we'll go into each of the planets. But if you're hosting, let's say, a retreat about opening the heart, which is really Venus energy, very feminine, very soft, and you end up on a Pluto line, a lot of other things are going to come forward. And it's not that that's bad, but if you don't know that that 
current is there for you in that location, you might have a very different experience leading the retreat than you think you're going to have. And again, it isn't that that's bad, but if you know that ahead of time, you can weave that into the energetics of the retreat. And then you can be clearer about the marketing, who it's for, what you're going to go through as a facilitator, and what your participants are going to go through as a result of being in that energy with you. Because basically, when you're on a line and you're putting yourself in a position of guiding other people, holding space, like you are the space holder in a retreat, you are setting the energetic tone. When you visit one of your astrocartography lines, you become a channel for that energy or a vessel for that energy. So it's going to move through you. So we want to know what's moving through us before we get there, right? If we're responsible for people's experience for five days. <laughs> oh my God, yes, please, please. This is so important. Okay, so my family, I know, I think I mentioned this, like has a retreat center in Mexico in Tepoztlan. And this is like really an energetic vortex on its own. Mm-hmm. And so many times I go and support retreats with different teachers and last April my brother was in India my mom was taking care of my grandma that was sick and I went and I took over the retreat center for a month because they needed me to come and like kind of uh, help them actually run the business and there was one long retreat and honestly I can tell you the two people who were hosting it had a wilder ride than the women that were actually attending and actually funny enough the retreat was called wild woman (laughs) Mm. Uh, I like it was like so intense for them and they started getting sick and then the attendees started getting sick and they were like sunburn and like all these things were happening and like the space on its own always like makes you really go deeper into the work Mm -hmm. that you're doing for retreats is super super powerful already but I I don't know like what like if maybe one of like the Pluto nines was there because really like they like they struggled so much and I try I was there for them I supported them as much as I could but there was there are certain things that you can't you know because you cannot change the experience of the other person you can just support the surroundings so I think this is so so important yeah and you touched on something really good as well there that each line it's it's neutral potential And sometimes what we get from the lines and what we need from the lines is really positive. And sometimes it's really challenging. Sometimes it's an initiation. So as an example, where I live right now, I'm in kind of a crazy uh, astrocartography location for myself. I'm at the intersection of my sun line, my Venus line, and my Mercury line. And I'm going to tell you what all of those mean. But I bring this up because when I first came to this location, my my life, my inner world, my energy exploded in the best way. Each of those lines initiated me and opened me and expanded me in only positive ways. I spent months on this line in this area. I left for months. I came back. I was expecting that same lightness, joy, effervescence. And instead I got initiated because Each of those lines was kind of holding something for me. They're pure potential, right? And I wasn't ready. I didn't know this until I got here. I wasn't ready to be that full expansion of myself in those realms. And so the second interaction with them was more of initiation and a growth point rather than the first experience, which was just like pure joy. The line doesn't change, but we do. 
and what we need from it changes. So really opening yourself to whatever each of these lines is going to bring forward out of you and trusting that it's always for your growth. Sometimes growth is really pretty and sometimes growth is really ugly and both are perfect. So mm-hmm. let's go into each of the lines. There's yes. 12. So if you're a note taker, I'm just going to give you like a sentence of each. We've got something for you at the end if you want to go deeper into the energetics of this. We'll start with the sun. Sunline, one sentence about the sunline. Sunline is really your inner radiance. Think about what the sun does in the sky. During the day, it is constantly on, right? It might get covered by clouds. There's half of the, the planet that can't see it for half the day, but it's always radiating. That's what the sun does for us. It's the most natural expression of our self. So again, in that anecdote that I just shared with you, if you're ready for that, if you're in a place in your life where you're like, I need to be illuminated and I'm ready to hold it, it's thrilling to be on a sunline. But if you've had, if you've maybe had a lot of trauma around being seen, or if you're feeling like you're really stuck in your shell and maybe you go on a vacation that's on a sunline and it's really uncomfortable for you to really shine and radiate, it's going to be an initiation. So again, just different, different ways of working with the same energy. The moon, this is the intuition line. It's maternal, it's feminine. So these are great places for doing retreats that are based on intuition, based on the emotions. Very watery locations are going to feel really good with moon lines. Feminine, maternal, intuitive. The nodes, this is one of my favorites. The nodes are south node, north node, if you know that language from astrology. These are karmic locations. So the nodes represent our transitions, our crossroads, and our movements from who we've been into who we're becoming. So again, such a good example. If you're ready for that, it's a roller coaster. It is a fast track through that process of who I've been to who I'm becoming. But if you're clutching onto who you've been, it's going to be a rocky ride. I have to like highlight that from the beginning, like consent and sort of opening yourself to this journey is the key for it being easeful. I'll share another anecdote about another line when we get there in the list. So sun moon nodes mercury mercury is the throat it's communication it is not an accident that i birthed the service that i do now which is completely voice-based on my mercury line mm-hmm. yes okay, yes okay let's get this going i'm so excited i'm like <laughs> i'm so excited okay yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, so many things are coming, you know, are becoming like, oh, okay. Like now this makes sense. Okay. So, okay. Amazing. So Venus is next. Venus is the heart. Venus is beauty, aesthetics, relationships. I like to think of her as the lush of all the planets. She is, she's on a chaise lounge with a glass of wine at 12 PM being like in her silk robe, like, yes, life is good. Like, how do I have more pleasure? How do I lean into more, but very, very, very heart focused, relationship focused. Um, mm. My dating life, my love life has been incredible on my Venus line, like highly recommend. <laughs> so if you're running retreats around relationships, divorce, reopening your heart, sexuality, Venus line is a really good location. Um, Mars, Mars is next. Mars is very masculine, very active. 
these are places where your action is going to be illuminated, is going to come to life. That's going to look different for different people. But uh, as an example, I had a client who's a furniture maker and she was sort of driving distance-ish from a Mars line, was kind of able to get herself to one. And she was really in a creative rut with her work. She was feeling like nothing was really moving. She's kind of making the same piece over and over. She's bored with what she's doing and she's having a hard time kind of motivating herself to, to, to go, to move forward, to keep creating. I said, go to your Mars line for a week and just see what happens. And she messaged me a few days in and was like, I can't stop. I haven't slept. I haven't I haven't done anything else. I haven't talked to anyone. I've just been working and sketching and drawing for days. So this is really active energy. Mercury, Venus, Mars. Who's next? I want to make sure I don't forget anybody. I don't usually go from it from memory. Saturn. We can go to Saturn next. Okay. I have to count at the end. I'm like, I'm certain I've forgotten some of it. It's okay. Saturn is Saturn is tough love. Saturn is boundaries and rules. So if you've heard the phrase Saturn return in in kind of astro astrology speak, this is the time in late 20s, early 30s, when literally, as it sounds, our Saturn returns in our chart. And this is the planet of rules and structure. So at that time is when all of the rules that we've assumed an identity around kind of come down. So maybe reflect back on what was going on in your late 20s. There's probably some ways or way of being that was offered to you as this is the norm, this is how we do things, and all of that came down for you. For me, that's when I transitioned from being an employee to a business owner. So anything that was kind of the norm, the structure, this is how we do it, that's going to shift on a Saturn line. Yanni says, currently in yours, lots of love for you. It's such mm -hmm. a beautiful time. Like It's not a gentle time, but it's a beautiful time. It's a beautiful time. I'm sure that sounds really rich while you're in it. Like when I was in it, I remember someone saying that to me, like, this is such a great season. And I was like, Ooh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but it's really on the other side. You're like, man, I'm glad I went through that. <laughs> yeah, I, to I totally agree. Like for me, yeah, it's like the, yeah, like, yeah, it's like from mid 20s to mid 30s, kind of like it's been like a roller coaster also, like a lot of boundary setting, right? Like I've been like really going deep into like boundary setting and like, I read books about boundaries. I took a course, like, you know, I took a, uh, like a $2,000 course on boundaries because I find them very, very, I realized I really needed boundaries, right? Yeah. I'm such an over, over giver that sometimes by overgiving, I gave myself through it. So yes. it's, it's such a powerful time to really set the tone for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. And that's such a good example of well, as well of where some of these energies can start to play together. So let's say you're hosting a retreat um, about people coming out of abusive or narcissistic relationships. Like we're ideally going to want to get them somewhere around Venus or the sun so that the part of them that's been wounded starts to be replenished. But Saturn is going to be really helpful there as well, because it's going to bring forward the parts of them that they were willing to set down for the other person in their relationship. And that's got to change. It's the only way that pattern breaks, right? So Saturn is kind of the slap on the wrist of the planets. Like it's not a gentle energy, but it's necessary for us in different times in our lives. If you're hosting a retreat where people really need tough love to move through something, Saturn is a good place for that. And I think like now we can continue with the planet, but I think you're touching on something very important. Like 
how can like okay so for anyone who hasn't like seen their astro cartography like astro cartography chart or you know all these kind of things they haven't gone through like exploring like what it is honestly like you all come and like text me when you look at yours because it's it looks quite messy but you're also touching on how you can actually combine those lines for the result that you're looking for and this is so powerful yes this yeah is what, this is what your that's where your magic is like yes <laughs> Truly, because we're complex, right? Like, it's nice to think, oh, I'm going to host a retreat about relationships and all I'm going to talk about is heart opening. But but we're human beings are complex. We have lots of different layers and flavors of things that need to be integrated in order to have real change. That, I think, is something that's so important as well from like an ethics perspective of retreats. It's beautiful to host a retreat where people where someone has a transformation in that window, But does it matter if they don't know how to keep that transformation on the other side of the experience and really tuning into these lines and and looking at what are the other energetics that are here? What other kind of long-term things that my retreat participants might need that these lines can help me with? So if you're the kind of person who's not very good at holding boundaries, but you're drawn to this location and Saturn's there, that might be why you might be getting that medicine at the same time as offering that medicine to your participants. Oh, I love it. Okay, it's, so, it's so beautiful. Such beautiful co-creation. So um, Jupiter, Jupiter is luck, synchronicity, expansion. This oh. is a great place for wealth retreats. This is a great place for um anything you're wanting to help people make bigger in their lives. So like, If you were working with writers or podcast hosts, Mercury and Jupiter would be a fantastic combination. Maybe you're doing a writer's retreat. Jupiter is a great place for that because it's going to make whatever you're focused on bigger, but Mm -hmm. it does it in this really lovely, fun, light way. Saturn Mm -hmm. makes things bigger to get your attention. Jupiter makes things bigger to just make you feel great about yourself. It's a great line. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking I, I want to go check out what is this one and then maybe take myself there for a, like a week or two. Yes, it's great. <laughs> like I was feeling like I felt very drawn to Jupiter right now. I was like, mm. oh, this feels like, you know, like this feels like it. Yes, it's a good one. It's a really good one. Um, Next, we'll go to Uranus. Uranus is the planet of revolution, but it's very internal revolution. This is not necessarily, it could be broad, broad scale revolution, but it's really about inner revolution. What do I need to disrupt in my own being to make space for something new? So another anecdote from this line and from the difference of, of how we go into things I visited one of my Jupiter lines, the same one, twice. And the first time that I went, I was completely trying to grip what I was experiencing in that time. And I had a horrible time on that Jupiter line, excuse me, on that Uranus line. Absolutely horrible because I was so attached. I was just gripping everything. And so it felt like everywhere I turned, I was getting hit by something and stuff. Like the universe is trying to invite me to open my hands and I just wouldn't do it. I went back to that line this summer and I was like, right, I know how this goes. I'm going to surrender this time and let Uranus move through me instead of trying to control the outcome. And it was such a different experience 
instead of being, instead of feeling like there were things coming at me and sort of smacking me across the face in my life, I had a really intense dream on that line that connected some really potent pieces of understanding for me. And I was able to walk myself through it myself instead of feeling like it was happening to me. But that's the distinction, again, of deciding you're going to open and surrender versus trying to sort of fight the current of the flow. Amazing. Okay. Yay. Okay. This is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Neptune. We'll go Neptune next. Neptune is the mystic. Neptune wants to go into dreams, um, Mm. kind of altered states of consciousness, like new ways of seeing life. Deeply, deeply, deeply mystical. So if you're doing um an astral travel retreat if you are doing a dream interpretation retreat if you're wanting to help people activate and connect to their third eye this is a good place for that very spiritual that line i want to give everyone that time to to write and making sure i think i've got two left we'll count we'll make sure there's 12 so next is chiron the kind of nice Chiron? Archety- yeah, Chiron. Yeah, C-H-I-R-O-N. Okay. This is the wounded healer. So this is one of the planets. It's, it's not technically a planet. It's a kind of star body. And it's named after um, a mythical figure by the same name by, by Chiron. And Chiron was a healer that couldn't heal himself. So he was a healer. That was his work. He got injured. He couldn't heal the injury and he died. So that feels grim, but the line itself isn't grim in the long run. Remember, even if it's challenging, it's initiating you into something. It's creating more space in you. So what this line is really good for is people that are in the healing arts. And it can be intense because you're going to be presented with whatever thing has felt like your kind of Achilles heel up until this point. But the question you're asking yourself as the retreat leader, but also that you're posing to your potential participants is would you rather be stuck by this thing on loop for the rest of your life or you want to just go through it this one time and then be free? Hmm. That's the question. It's not easy. So deep dive. Yes. Deep dive. Do it once and then liberate yourself versus sort of skirting around it for the rest of your existence. This is Chiron. It says, I'm going to take you all the way down, but I promise when you come up, you're going to feel free. Um. Pluto, as we talked about before, we kind of mentioned Pluto. Poor Pluto, it gets such a bad rap. Pluto is (laughs) Pluto is deep. It's subconscious. It's ancestral. These are the unseen things in us that show up in this life. So when I lived on my Pluto line for seven years, I didn't know I was doing that. Past Crystal, bless her heart. I did so much ancestral healing when I lived there. Everything that came up in my life felt like it had a thread in my lineage that I had to clear. Hmm. It was intense. But again, it's that question of, would you rather skirt around it for the rest of your life or just go into it and clear it out? So Pluto is not gentle. Pluto is not easy. Pluto is not light. But if you're the kind of person that really thrives in holding space for people in shadow work, in underworld journeying, et cetera, like it's a beautiful line for that. It's going to be incredibly effective and potent. 
And don't, mm-hmm. if you, if you have a location in your heart and you go look at your chart, there's a Pluto line there. Don't be scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to, once I kind of finish going through all the lines, I'm going to talk about some of the combination energetics and what can be nice to look at together. Have I forgotten anyone? Sun, moon, nodes, Venus, Mercury, uh, Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune, Chiron, Pluto. You also said you, you also said Mars already. Oh, Mars. Okay, perfect. Yeah. That's everybody. That's all 12. You made it, guys. Well done. <laughs> yeah. I was keeping track because I was like, it's like so complicated. And I don't know. I'm not so well versed with like all the planets and everything. So this is perfect. Okay, amazing. This is so powerful, right? Because like this is such a like a great way to explain this in a way that is very understandable. So thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And now like Pluto doesn't have so much of a bad rep with me. Because yes, I was like, we love you, Pluto. I was it's, like, it serves away. a purpose. <laughs> I wouldn't sense. be I know. And I had that response to it as well. If I had known I was living on a Pluto line, I would have been horrified. But I wouldn't be who I am now without that experience like the freedom that that planet can really co-facilitate is is something very special yeah and it's like even for me like I have to say like I didn't know about astrocartography when I was living in Dubai but in the Middle East I have a lot of lines crossing Mm. so it's like a beautiful place and I had a lot of uh, like for business and like for growth and all these kind of things I had a lot of lines there I actually had some like more like towards Saudi Arabia but I'm actually kind of glad that I never moved there because, you know, <laughs> like uh, Dubai was Middle Eastern enough for me and it was quite light. Uh, <laughs> I like to sh- show my hair around. Um, mm. So anyway, but yes, like I didn't know. And I grew so much in like my work and like experiences and so many things without even like me being aware of the lines around it. Right. But now that yeah. you know about them, we can make them intentional. We can work with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal in this with retreat leading. Like you've got enough to to juggle, to think about, to manage when you're hosting a retreat. You shouldn't be hit by an unexpected energy wave, right? Like we want you to go into your location knowing what's going to be there so that you can work with it instead of being blindsided by something. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Crystal. This is so good. I'm sure everyone is enjoying this. Okay, so uh, you want to tell us a little bit about like combinations and then from there we uh, wrap up and then I'll ask you like, you know, where can people find you because you're like so great. Anyway. (laughs) Thanks, Lenny. Um, Yeah, combinations. So as we went through all the planets, you really got a feel for how unique each of their expressions are, right? And it's really... I don't want to say it's rare, but it's more likely when you start to look at your locations, you're going to find places that have a couple of lines rather than just one. Not necessarily going to be exclusively the case, but I want to give you some sort of things to consider as you start to look at how these energies might go together. So something like Pluto, we've been taught we're going to we are going to keep beating up on Pluto because it's already in front of us. Something like Pluto mixed with Saturn, for example, these really heavy kind of tough love, deep cuts energy, that might be a lot to do at once. It's not impossible. There's nothing in the map that's 
a danger zone. It's just about knowing what's there. But having Pluto mixed with something, like let's say you really intentionally want Pluto. Let's say you're hosting a retreat about ancestral healing and like that's the energy that you need. But you've got something really sweet nearby, like the sun or Jupiter or the moon. That's a lovely combination. I like to look for places where the harder, more challenging lines are supported by other ones that are a bit softer. It just makes it it just makes it easier. It feels like if I'm going to get beat up a little bit, at least there's another energy that's kind of giving me a hug at the same time. Like it's just a nice combination. So as you start to explore, just being aware of what's there, especially if you're one of the retreat leaders that already has a location in mind and you go to your map and you see whatever combination of lines you have there, just open, get curious. How might these energies work together? Maybe one of them is presenting a kind of element of the retreat that I hadn't considered before. Like I said, if you feel really called to this one particular place and you go look at your map and it's not the energy you thought, but you can still feel in your body that that's where it's supposed to be, maybe something that you didn't expect is trying to come through and open to that get curious. I really see this as a co-creation. When you go to these locations and you open yourself to this channel and this flow to move through you, it's like a key unlocking in a door. You've got that lock, that shape in your body already, and the planet opens something new. And it's really beautiful when you let yourself move through that process and have that experience. So getting curious with how some of the energies come together. Oh, this is so, so, so good. Like, um, like I'm so thrilled about this because I really feel this is like such a powerful information to use to our, to our advantage, right? When it comes to hosting retreats, because like when we're, uh, when we're hosting retreats, it's all about transformation and why not use these energies that are already there for us. In, a, in our advantage and I know we had this uh we spoke about this before but I have one last question that I sure. think it will be very interesting for people to uh understand like how does it affect for example the people that are coming towards your line because we spoke about this right like it's all about like okay so like the question would be for someone listening here it's like okay so these are my lines but it doesn't mean it's the lines of the people of my attendees yes so this is where we start talking about marketing right because it's it's it it's possible but it's unlikely that every single person that comes to your retreat is going to share the same lines they might and it could be really interesting to explore that but this is the key about really being clear about what the energetic transformation is that you are offering because i fully believe this is all energy right this is beneath like deeper than our level of kind of day-to-day -day consciousness If someone has lines in that location that are kind of repellent or like really aren't a good mix, they're not going to be attracted to your retreat. Like energy is going to sort this out for you as long as you are crystal clear about what your retreat is, who it's for, and the energetics of the transformation. It's only when people start to get really, really kind of soft and non-direct about what their offering is that that energy starts to get mixed up. If you are afraid of saying this is exactly what this is and this is exactly who it's for, you might get weird energy. But if you know from day one of your marketing and how you talk about this offer, what it is, 
who it's for, the energetic imprint, you're going to get people that have complementary energy. If they have lines in that location that are different than yours, that might mean that they need a different layer of this journey. So as an example, if you're hosting a, um, a kind of soulmate, like reopening yourself to love retreat, and you're on your Venus line and maybe your sun line. So you are just feeling yourself, you're radiating, you're in matters of the heart, but somebody comes to your retreat and maybe for them, it's um, the nodes. But in their lineage, there's trauma in relationships. They come from a line where being in really unhealthy relationships is the norm cellularly. For them, even though the nodes is a completely different energy than the sun and Venus, they might need to clear something karmically to be open to what you're offering. So again, it's your role as the retreat leader to stand in the energetics of what it is that you're channeling through. Remember, if you're standing on a line where Venus and the sun are filtering in, you become a channel for that energy. You become a vessel for that energy to pour out. And your retreat participants need that. Mm. It's like it's an offering, like an energetic offering that you're giving to them every day. So it's okay if everything doesn't match across the board, but just trusting that whatever they need in their individual journey, it's going to be aligned from a location perspective. Crystal, you just answer these questions so beautifully. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so, so perfect. That, because I think it's so important for all of us when we're in the space of running retreats and hosting retreats to understand how does this affect us? But how does this affect the attendee? Because we want to make sure that they have the best experience and also that we get the right attendees into the retreat because we don't want people who are like not supposed to be there, right? Like this is yeah. such a thing because it can really ruin the experience for everyone else. And yeah, like when you did my uh, my reading for retreats, I do. I did get like a whole PDF on marketing, like a couple of questions and prompts. And I also got like words on like which marketing words, I don't remember right now, but they were all connected with, based with like the notes and the planets that were in there. So this kind of like helps you weave out the people who are not supposed to come, right? So you're attracting this. And for anyone who has known me from the past or been in one of my classes or, you know, anything, you all know that I love energy and vibrations. And for me, this is like the real thing that creates the change. And that then the business strategy piece is just an extra thing, right? Uh, yes. So this is so, so good. Okay. So Crystal, how can people find you? And also, I know you have like, a we have like two amazing gifts for all of the people listening now and in the future. Yeah. So we're going to open it up to some questions for the last few minutes. And for everyone who's listening, whether you're here live or on replay, I have two things for you. First, I've got a free guide. It's over 30 pages to help you go just deeper into what we talked about today. Everything we touched on is just a deeper dive, more information, more energetics, and it's interactive as well. So it's going to start to give you some of these questions to get super, super clear on what retreat energetics you actually want to offer. And if you want to do a one-to-one -one with me, Lenny kind of talked about it a little bit. I do really, really unique audio travel guides. So you and I meet, we have a consultation together. We get really clear on the energetics of what you're wanting to create, the transformation you're wanting to facilitate for yourself as the retreat leader, but also for all of your participants. And then I go to your chart. 
and I make you this beautiful, immersive audio travel travel guide, three options, three location options. So I'm doing your reading, talking about the energetics on this recording. I pull soundscapes from the area so you feel like you're fully immersed in the space and you can start to get a feel of what it will be like to be in that location offering this. So if you want to do that with me, I'm offering a gift for anyone that comes from Lenny's World for 10% off that service. If you use code Lenny, L-E-N-I, when you check out, it'll automatically apply and Lenny will make sure that you've got the link for that as well. Um. yeah, would love to work with okay. anybody that feels called. Amazing. So thank you so much for being here. And in the caption, you will have all the links to these amazing gifts from Crystal. Thank you so much for everything that you shared. It's been so powerful. And it's just such a gift to just to know you and uh, to have like experienced you and all your knowledge and the softness that you come with, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, like the softness is something that's like so powerful and uh, usually very, very unra- underrated. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much. Thank this you. has been amazing. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't this such an amazing episode? I really believe that you can utilize all this information to choose your next location when you're hosting your retreats. This episode was really, really in-depth when it comes to why astrocartography, what it is, and what are the main messages that each line brings to you, and how you can utilize this in, to your advantage when you're planning and hosting a retreat. If you're interested in going deeper into this knowledge, make sure you get Crystal's free guide. You can find the link in the caption. And also, you can uh, book a one-on-one session with her. And she has been so graceful to actually create a discount for all of you listeners on a t- with a 10% with her one-on-one coaching. And she is such a bliss to spend time with. So I highly recommend that you get in touch with her. You get to know her a little bit better and see if this is something that could really up-level your retreat game. Thank you so much for joining. As, a, as always, if you're interested in going deeper into your retreat business and bringing away on how you can expand it and make it even more meaningful, meaningful and expansive, book a call with me for 20 minutes to find out if you're the right fit for mastering the art of retreat planning. You can find all the details in the caption and I'll see you next time. Bye.